Thank you for joining me with this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, bringing you a message to help you shift your focus from what we see with our natural eyes to instead perceive with our spiritual eyes. Where our natural eyes can cause us to respond with fear, dread, and debilitating anxiety, our spiritual eyes reveal the sure and certain hope that can rescue us through faith in Jesus Christ. If you've listened to my program before, then you know I'm a charismatic apologist who seeks to bring balance between rational thought and spiritual reality. I also seek to help us discern the times so we can know how to best respond. When we seek to have a proper understanding and allow godly wisdom to influence our daily lives, then we can partner with God to experience supernatural results. And if ever there was a time we needed supernatural results, it's now. The day this episode initially posts is January 20, 2021, a day that marks the most tumultuous extended season the world has seen in modern history. We have been living through unprecedented events and circumstances with many radical and unforeseen shifts that have the woeful, beleaguered attention of the entire world. Today has traditionally been the day for the inauguration of the President of the United States. While this has always had worldwide importance, the outcome of this particular election holds epic impact. Every citizen of every country has been earnestly observing events leading up to this day, hoping in the midst of what appears to be hopelessness for good to prevail. Even those who barely considered God in the past find themselves hoping God will intervene in our behalf. And for those who genuinely seek God, I want to express with all confidence, God is intervening on behalf of those who worship him. At the same time, He is also opposing those who deny him. We need to understand what is actually taking place in order to choose how we will respond. The choice has always been before us, but the events our sovereign God have permitted to unfold before us now makes clear the choice is to serve all that is good with God or all that is evil with Satan. Anyone who has lived through the events that culminated with the start of the year 2020 to this very day must admit the world suffers the violence of a spiritual battle between good and evil, and every being is impacted. Until this time, many have lived their lives unaware of the spiritual realities, the powers that operate in our midst and impact our daily lives, our choices, and our future. But current events are waking people up to the notion that there is more to life than what evolutionists have claimed. People who do not acknowledge the spiritual realities, who believe we are simply mortal creatures, who have evolved into being and live life as we please with no eternal existence, must admit there is more to life than they have believed. Anyone with a sound mind has to admit both good and evil coexist in this world. The fierce battle between the two has reached a crescendo, and the whole world eagerly waits to know the outcome. I want this podcast to cause you to consider the demonstrated intentions of God, the supreme power of God, and the faithfulness of God to intervene in the lives of His people. Do you want to find the truth you can stand on? Do you need to know the hope that is your future? Do you have friends and family who need the same? Then listen to this podcast and tell others to do so, 
If ever there was a time we need to be united in the faith, grounded in truth, it is now. If we want to see God miraculously intervene in our lives to overcome evil with good, then we must unite in the faith, hope, and love of Jesus Christ and pray for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven with an unwavering belief. I thank God for His written Word, the Bible, both Old and New Testament. In it, we have the documentation of God's consistent intervention in the affairs of humanity. God has faithfully demonstrated His rescue mission on behalf of His people since the fall of the first man and woman created in His image. Even though the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, rejected God at the suggestion of the enemy of God, known as Satan, without delay and motivated by his tremendous love, God revealed his plan to redeem humanity. God's justice was pronounced the very day Adam and Eve willfully rejected God. We read in Genesis, God first addressed Satan and cursed him for deceiving Adam and Eve. God said to the serpent, who was Satan in disguise, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. We read about this in Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. God revealed his plan for his personal redemption of those who choose to be restored into relationship with God through faith in the promised Redeemer, who came in the person of Jesus Christ. So, was humanity helpless until Jesus appeared on earth? Not at all, and neither are we helpless today. In the Old Testament, people looked forward to the coming Redeemer by faith, and in times since Christ's redemption, people look back on the Redeemer by faith. And for those who have placed their faith in the promised Redeemer, God is constantly working in our behalf. Since the beginning of time, day and night, without ever sleeping and with nothing escaping his notice, God works on behalf of his people. In response, we must get on our knees acknowledging the faithfulness of God because there is also the enemy of God who is ever at work seeking to bring chaos, pain, suffering, sickness, death, and destruction to God's people. It is only because of God's faithfulness to his own that we have any hope. The weakness and unfaithfulness of humanity has been on display all throughout history. Time and again, all throughout the centuries, God's people have turned to idols committing spiritual adultery against God. Being repeatedly allured by Satan and all his empty promises, men and women have gone astray only to ultimately find themselves in the devastating realities of the devil's ways, who then finally cry out to God, willing to repent and be restored to God. And every time God's people sincerely call on him, he has faithfully rescued them and received them back unto himself. The book of Hosea provides an excellent depiction of the brazen and repeated spiritual harlotry of God's people. God's people are represented by Gomer, and the faithful love of God for us is demonstrated by Hosea. The Old Testament is replete with historical examples of God rescuing his people from the ravages of sin 
and their short-lived allegiance to God until they are again ensnared by the allures and empty promises of Satan. Many prophets, myself included, have been brought to remember the historical miracle of the parting of the Red Sea when God delivered his people from the slavery and bondage of the Egyptians. Pharaoh and the Egyptians are a depiction of Satan and the bondages of sin. Moses is a foreshadow of the promised Redeemer, the promised Deliverer. You likely know the story. God's people, the Israelites, were in bondage as slaves to the Egyptians for over 400 years when God intervened. He called Moses to be his human partner to demonstrate God's supreme power over Satan and evil and rescue his people. After God sent 10 plagues to cause Pharaoh to release God's people, plagues that only impacted the Egyptians and not the Israelites, Pharaoh finally relented, and the Egyptians, wanting very much to be released from the wrath of God, actually gave possessions amounting to significant wealth to the Israelites as they departed. Shortly after they left, Pharaoh reneged on his release and had his army with horses and chariots chase after the Israelites who were on foot. As the army caught up with them, the Israelites were backed up against the Red Sea with no way of escape. And true to the frailty of humanity, in the pressure of this reality, the people spoke out of fear and turned against Moses, saying they would be better off back in Egypt. But because of the faith of a very few who trusted God to intervene in their behalf, God miraculously parted the waters, allowing the Israelites to pass through on dry ground. And when they reached the safety of the other side, God caused the waters to crash over upon the Egyptians who were pursuing God's people. This imminent danger and need for God to intervene is the exact same need we find ourselves in today with our presidential elections, which has impact for God's people on a global scale. Many prophets have claimed President Trump would serve two terms. Many of God's people see President Trump as a gift from God who has exposed all sorts of sin, evil, violence, and corruption in an effort to rescue God's people. Many have likened Donald J. Trump to King Cyrus of the Old Testament, for whom God clearly orchestrated events to make certain Cyrus would be king. Cyrus was used by God to do tremendous good for God's people, bringing them to a place of peace and prosperity. Cyrus the Great was the founder of the Achaemenid Empire, often referred to as the first Persian Empire. At the time of his death, he had created the largest empire that the world had ever seen, stretching as it did from the Mediterranean Sea to the Indus River. Yet Cyrus the Great is also remembered for his influence in the realms of religion, human rights, philosophy, and literature, as well as having created a stable political system through which his vast empire was administered. With our presidential election, many have sought to figure out the pathways God might use to rescue us, and each time one of the possible pathways does not work out, the faith of God's people is diminished. As the long, drawn-out, contentious election results have been challenged, as a second impeachment of President Trump has been attempted based on false charges and by unscrupulous means, as the hopes of different people who have risen in power and position who seem to be in position to help are fading, what is our collective response? Are we like the many Israelites who are willing to give up and submit themselves back into slavery, or will we be like the few 
who know the character, will, and intentions of God for his people. Listen, if we can figure out a path that God might work to deliver us, then it's not God. If our human minds can figure out a solution, then it's not God at work. I believe God has allowed us to get to this very point in history to once again reveal our own hearts to ourselves and to set the scene so that when he acts, there is no question it was the hand of God. Now, let's take even more into consideration. When Moses was born, his mother and father recognized him as a special child. Moses was born at a time when the corrupt Pharaoh of that day ordered all baby boys three years and under to be killed. Pharaoh feared the population growth of the Hebrews would result in them becoming so powerful that they would overpower him. This edict for all these baby boys to be killed was Satan at work through Pharaoh to bring death and destruction to God's people. Moses' mother had her son concealed in a basket to float on the Nile River, believing God would protect her baby and spare his life. Moses' sister watched over the basket as it floated and observed the Pharaoh's own daughter finding the basket and taking the baby up to care for him herself. Are you understanding what God did here? God planned for the birth of Moses with the call on his life to ultimately be the deliverer for God's people who were enslaved to the Egyptians. Once Moses was born, the enemy of God, knowing something was up, had Pharaoh order the death of all male babies three years and under. Even with that, God intervened so Moses would not only be spared, but raised by the very ones he would eventually rise against to free God's people. Where is your faith in God intervening in our behalf today? This podcast is produced through the Charisma Podcast Network. The very fact you're listening reveals you believe in the supernatural power of God and His miraculous powers are available in our day just as they were in biblical times. So I ask you again, where is your faith in God intervening in our behalf today? What do we know about God? Well, we know He's love. He is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We know He has always faithfully protected His people. Has that meant that every one of His people have always lived in utter protection and unscathed by the ravages of the world? Not at all. Some of God's people suffered greatly. Most of all, his son Jesus. But when God's people suffer, there is even greater intervention by God as he avenges his own. God is the arbiter who administers justice. And the vile, wicked, evil, and corrupt people who have been used by Satan to bring about all manner of destruction will not escape God's justice. I have prophetically proclaimed the decade beginning 2020 is all about God's justice. On the Hebrew calendar, it is the decade of the mouth, which reveals the importance of our words. The enemy knows this, and he's gone to great lengths to prevent our voice from being heard. Our voice has been muzzled with COVID-19, with the church being considered non-essential. And our voice has been muzzled symbolically with the wearing of masks. Additionally, our voice has not been heard in the recent presidential election. But as I said last week, with God, many times things appear to be over when in fact they are not over. The enemy will never have the last word. So I'm challenging you. Read the Old Testament. 
and take special note of the many times God has intervened in the affairs of men. God does this for many reasons. One is to perform his word, which means God's word is personally overseen by him so that it will not return void, which we read in Isaiah 55:11. Additionally, Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 to 12 offers more insight about God's word. Jeremiah writes, quote, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. End quote. Jeremiah goes on, Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth, for to all whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see an almond branch. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. End quote. Notice again, God makes clear he knew Jeremiah before he was born, and God had a specific plan for Jeremiah's life. This was also true of Moses, and it is true for each and every one of us ever born. You don't think this is true for you? You think somehow God escaped awareness of you when in fact he intentionally created you? (laughs) I found an excellent article online that will convince anyone about God's intricate and intimate knowledge of each and every one of us. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. But I also want you to notice from Jeremiah's passage how God personally equipped Jeremiah for his call. And it's the same for each of us. Whatever God has called you to do in life, he has fully provided for you to do it. You are equipped. Meditate on the truth that God knew you before you were born, that he created you with a specific plan and purpose for your life. God wants each of us to seek him to learn of our respective callings so we can then be equipped and he can send us out to do his will. In these days, more than any other time, we need each and every one of us to find our place in God's plan and be faithful to fulfill it. In fact, this is so important, especially in these days and times, that I will be covering how to discover your unique place in God's plan in next week's podcast. Moving forward, we will need to be purposefully engaged and united in God's plan to see His will manifest in our lives. Now, to better understand Jeremiah 1.11, note that the almond tree or the almond branch was the first to bud in the spring, and therefore people watched for the signs of spring by observing the almond branches. So in context, God is saying he is watching over his word for the first opportunity to carry it out. God was assuring Jeremiah that he can expect when he speaks God's words, the words will come true. And again, so it is for us. Our words have power, power to create for the good and power that can destroy for evil. The Bible teaches us that we will be held accountable for every idle word we've spoken. 
how important it is, especially at these times when the enemy seems to have the upper hand, for us to use our mouth, our words, to decree and declare God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Bible teaches whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let's get together in unity of what we decree and declare for our nation and the nations of the world. Remember, the nations are Jesus' inheritance. We should do all possible to help the nations become ready to be presented to Jesus Christ. Our God, as revealed in the Bible, has the ability to exercise total power and total control over nations and individuals. Isaiah 40, verse 15 and verses 22 to 23 reads, quote, Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the balance. Look, he lifts up the aisles as a very little thing. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. It is he who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. End quote. Our solution is not government or a political system, but only and ever God. Please understand, to enact his will among men, God uses invisible agents, righteous angels, and at times even fallen angels, to influence, to deliver, or to destroy. As Roderick Meredith wrote, quote, When Adolf Hitler rose to power, a noted German Lutheran minister, Martin Neimoller, perceptively stated, quote, Verily a time of sifting has come upon us. God is giving Satan a free hand so that he may shake us up and so that it may be seen what manner of men we are, end quote. British author George Bruce wrote, quote, Can the mystery of the evil of the Nazism be explained? Was there a satanic nucleus at the heart of it? One interpretation of its nature that should be mentioned is the link between Nazism and the alleged attachment to black magic and occultism of Hitler and his inner circle including Göring Himmler, Goebbels Ley, and in the early days, Dietrich Eckert, and Professor Karl Haushofer. Hitler, according to what may seem to many people a far-fetched belief, was the medium through whom contact was made with the supernatural powers of evil. Hermann Roschening, who observed Hitler with a cold and analytical eye, declares he was a medium possessed by forces outside himself, almost demonical forces. Rudolf Olden, political editor of the newspaper Berliner Tagblatt, in the days of Nazism's rise to power, remarked how the overwhelming, almost superhuman Niagara of words that poured forth during Hitler's speeches sometimes reached a climax during which he literally spoke in tongues and seemed possessed. André-François Poncet, French ambassador to Berlin, also referred to this apparent demonical possession. George Bruce further speculated, and does not this theory of Hitler being dominated by evil supernatural forces throw light for the first time on the reason for Auschwitz, Treblinka, the deaths of six million Jews, the plan to murder 33 million of the Slav population of Russia, the readiness to sacrifice three or four million of Germany's young manhood in war, and finally the long-term aim reported by Fabian von Schlabendorf for the total and permanent destruction of Christianity throughout the world? It is a sobering thought to consider that some of the most important players on the world scene 
who are shaping our destinies cannot be seen. We need to be much more aware of the very real spiritual world around us, and we must make absolutely certain that we are guided by the Spirit of God. I'll have a link to this article in the show notes where you can read more. I have prayed for several years now that God would reveal to those who are in positions of leadership and influence, who are working in opposition to God's plan and His will, to come to the realization that their own agenda for elite power, privilege, and wealth is not their agenda, but Satan's. I pray for them to be awakened to the truth that they are being used by the enemy of God who cares nothing about them except to use them to bring destruction. I have asked God to bring those to truth and repentance who will come to him and to remove from office those who will not in whatever way he deems best. What we are seeing being played out before our very eyes is the battle of good versus evil, and the good men and women of God must fight consistent with the instructions of God, knowing this is not a battle of flesh and blood, but a spiritual battle. If we do not get in this battle to win, we will be overcome by the enemy. Might we suffer as we fight in the battle? Yes, it's possible. But we are not fighting for ourselves. We are fighting for the family of God from the beginning of time to the end of the age. We are fighting for truth, righteousness, justice, freedom for us and our posterity. We are not fighting simply for the governance of America, but for the entire world. We are observing men and women in positions of leadership who have a legacy of corruption behind them. Influenced by the enemy of God, they are driven, compelled, even possessed to fight for what they believe is right. They are woefully deceived and are not in their right minds. No one in their right mind can justify violence, destruction, permitted losses, lawlessness, outright lying to mislead and defame, cheating, and more. God has brought all of this to the light so we can see what has truly been going on in the darkness. God is causing us to see and to choose what side we will uphold in the days to come. Regardless of the outcome of the presidential election, there will still be more days to be lived and more battles to be fought. We must understand the enemy of God has been at work behind the scenes for centuries. Without our awareness, he has infiltrated all areas of life, gathering into himself willing people to carry out his schemes. Anyone can fall prey to his wiles. Consider Adam and Eve. Now, something I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up. The first step in getting out of relationship with God always begins with the sin of compromise. And once we have compromised on one matter, it becomes easier to compromise further and further until one day we realize we are in deep sin and far from God. We should each honestly examine ourselves before God this very day, asking Him to reveal any wicked way in us so we can confess and be cleansed and restored. Also, We are encouraged by the Apostle Paul if we see a brother or a sister in Christ who is in danger with their relationship with Christ to prayerfully and lovingly draw them back into the fold. Be prayed up because the enemy would rather draw us into the sin. As I've said before, it seems fitting to say again, let us be soberly aware that while God is sovereign over all, he is not responsible for all. He has given us a free will choice. And today, more than any other day, it is critical for us to intentionally choose which side, good or evil, 
we will be aligned with. Again, if we want to see God miraculously intervene in our lives to overcome evil with good, then we must unite in the faith, hope, and love of Christ and pray for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven with unwavering belief. More than prayer, we need to actively get engaged in the battle, do what we can in our own communities, our own homes, with the resources we have to help right the wrongs of our society. We must not be fearful about what's going on in this world. We know who wins the battle, and those of us who have chosen to place our faith in Jesus are on the winning team. And exclusive to us, and exclusive to us, we have the promise from God in Romans 8, 28-30, which states, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. End quote. No matter what happens in the days to come, we have the many promises of God, and one of my favorites is from Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. When it comes to our future, we need to gain God's wisdom and work in partnership with God to fulfill His plans for us, and having a good financial plan is essential. When it comes to financial planning, one size fits all isn't a fit at all. Ask Edward Torres, a team member with the Financial Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, about the exclusive, confident retirement approach. It's a personalized, flexible, step-by-step approach toward financial balance, so you can feel confident about the future as well as your wants and needs today. With the confident retirement approach and a one-on-one relationship with an advisor, Edward Torres will help you live life and saving for tomorrow in a way that's right for you. It's what financial balance is all about. So call Ed today at 949-250-3210. Offices are located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment. Ed Torres is my personal financial advisor and a solid Christian. I can't give anyone any higher recommendation. If you like what you hear on my weekly podcast, you'll want to get any of my books, which will allow me to connect with you on a deeper level. All of my ministry work is prayerfully offered to help you better discover and live in life-giving truth so you can enjoy all the hope truth provides. Let's get connected beyond this podcast. Consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will also make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there's a link for more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring is appreciated.
If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, helping people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. With so much going on every day, be sure we get connected on Facebook at Faith to Live By TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. And lastly, visit my page for the show at faithtoliveby.com, where you can learn all about and take advantage of the special offers available to my listeners from my sponsors and partners. Faith to Live By is a business owned by Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC. Lastly, let me ask you, have you ever felt a level of frustration about your specific place and purpose in God's plan? Well, listen in next week, where we'll learn how to find our unique God-given purpose in life. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.